You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. What does it mean to allow your identity to evolve? Are you something entirely new now or just a better version of yourself? Guys, we're going to be talking some about that. We're going to be talking some about the college football uh, updates, playoffs, all that stuff. We're going to discuss some movie trailers. We're going to talk about the new Willow TV show, the video game Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, as well as the TV series Wednesday on Netflix. Man, I'm excited. we got a lot to go through. Let's jump into it. This is Systematic Geekology. We are the Priest of the Geeks. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Knoll, and I'm also a co-host of the Whole Church Podcast. My job there, as well as my job today, is really only to introduce you to the other co-host of Whole Church Podcast, the one, the only, uh, the man whose voice is is just too grand to start the show, TJ Tiberius Mon Blackwell. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And we are joined by one of the, the newer hosts to our, our collection, our conglomerate. Collection. Yeah, he uh, he has yet to send me his bio, so you and his uh, his uh, what he wants his avatar to be. So that might be mix- missing from the episode art, but you should know and you should already love and be welcoming with great applause. The one and only Christian Ashley. Thank you, Josh. It's a pleasure to be here, having a good time already. Yeah. Well, guys, we're jumping right into <laughs> the meat of this one. Going to just run down some of the updates with the NCAA football. Uh, you know, we mean Will talked about it last time. Something I geek out pretty heavily on is college football. Um, we now have solidified who's going to be in the playoffs this year. We're looking at Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. A lot of people are surprised TCU held onto their spot after a huge loss to Kansas State in the Big 12 conference championship. We had a lot of chaos going on in these conference championship games. I like the overall outcome, though. I'm glad we don't see Alabama and Clemson up there again. That would simply be annoying. Also, I just don't like Clemson. You guys know that. Clemson bad. Let's go Tennessee. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, Clemson Tennessee is in the Orange Bowl. We have two orange teams in the Orange Bowl. I don't know if that's ever happened, but it's incredible. Um, also, Florida State, we made it to the Cheez-It Bowl. We're going to be playing Oklahoma in Orlando. Super excited for that. And they recently announced the one and only Travis Jordan is coming back for a fourth year of college football at Florida state university. If he plays like he did this year and we have our uh, play like the last few games, we only lost by like a couple field goals for some of our games. So right sitting at number 13 this year and all you have to do next year is be in the top 12 to be in the playoffs. Y'all be looking at Florida state for those playoffs next year represent. Uh, Anyway, that being said, for some of the more traditional geeky stuff. Oh, hold on. Uh, you Okay, go ahead. Carolina beat Clemson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We we talked about that last time, but I'm going to I think it's it's always proper to mention Clemson losing. Um that's something that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts in uh, systematic ecology. We love the Lord and we love Clemson losing. Yep. Well, that's yeah. time Amen. to be the heel because it's my turn to say I am upset at that. As the <laughs> I guess the only Clemson fan on the podcast. <laughs> I hope so. Guys, we hope you enjoyed Clemson's <laughs> part of Systematic Ecology. He had a great tenure here, and he'll be missed. Um, <laughs> moving right along. Christian hasn't left yet, but we'll, we'll just keep trugging along. Um, <laughs> more of your traditional geeky stuff. Uh, some movie trailers dropped last week. Uh, did you guys you guys check out any of those? <laughs> so it's weird. I am not a trailer person. I do not watch them, except for last week's 
Did you watch all three I, last week? I just happened to watch. I, I actually I didn't watch the Indiana Jones trailer. I've seen all three. That's the only one that matters. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you think of the other two? I I I gotta admit I'm a big fan of the Transformers movies. Uh, this one looks sick. It looks awesome. It looks like you know the old '80s uh, Beast Wars cartoon, but you know Michael Bayified, even though he's no longer part of the movies. Uh, I'm excited. Also, Chris Pratt, not a good Mario. Okay, yeah, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I was I entirely and utterly indifferent about both of those. Um, mm. Well, that, that's not Gorilla. completely true. There were parts I liked and disliked about the Transformers one. Mario, I simply just didn't care. Uh, the parts that I, I liked with the Transformer was that I didn't see Michael Bay's name. That's <laughs> always a plus for me. The part that I didn't like was that it said Transformers. I just don't care about Transformers. Gorilla Robot. Meh. That's all you need. I mean, imagine if you, instead you either fan. had a robot or a gorilla. Both of those movies sound better. Why? Yes. It's both. Yeah. We're good. It's just this two things that don't go together. It's just we don't need that. No, no, no. Christian, you what did you think about the these cartoon. trailers? You, you I, I had the appreciation for what came before. And I know. See, I tried to watch Transformers cartoons. The CGI is old. I know it looks terrible now compared to everything else, but it means a lot. I mean, I hope Dinobot's there because he is one of the greatest characters in a Transformers fiction. I have to agree. Uh, the whole mythos. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to Transformers. This, they're the perfect kind of movies to where I can you know, just go in there, shut my brain off. And enjoy. Yeah. And RC is in fun. it, which is cool. I love RC. Even better. Yeah. So what do you, what about the Mario trailer? Uh, Mario, I mean, I'm in it to win it. I mean, like we've said before, Chris Pratt, not exactly the voice I would imagine for Mario, but star power makes money. So they hire voice actors to make money. I hire actors to be voice actors to make them money. It's whatever. It's Hollywood. Yeah. I'm going to go watch it. This could be fun. Yeah. The rest of the casting choices from the trailer, at least, they seem really good. Like oh, yes. I, I'm pleasantly, pleasantly surprised with most of the casting choices, except Jack Black as Bowser. I knew that was going to be perfect. That was never in any doubt. But Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was also good. Good pick. Um, also, I didn't like the Transformers cartoons. I tried to watch them and just was like, yeah, why does this exist? Just never Sell got toys. it. Even as a kid, I just never understood it. <laughs> didn't care about the toys. Didn't care about the show. Just not a Transformers guy. Robots. Uh, if you didn't know, I am Josh with the wrong opinions. <laughs> so I will say the the greatest trailer that came out last year was definitely the Indiana Jones trailer. Weak. I only really watched it. I, I was very iffy about it because I, I tend to try to avoid them so that I don't get the movie spoiled. But after that last attempt to make an Indiana Jones movie, I was a little bit terrified <laughs> that they're making another. Like, uh, let's just stop. What if we just stopped? And I'm watching it. The music was just like, it, it drew me in. I was feeling it. I saw some of those camera angles with Harrison Ford, and I was like, oh, hey, they might mess it up again, but I'm definitely watching it. Like, it, it's just so, Indiana Jones is so stinking cool. They're doing a new video game next year. We're probably going to cover. I'm super excited for that, too. And the Dial of Destiny, some people are concerned, whatever, that it might be time travel. I highly doubt it. I forget the exact what it's exactly called, but there is in Greek mythology, there is a dial that has to do with your destiny in the world. And it probably is referring to that because Indiana Jones typically is more religious based. Look into that. Double check what I'm talking about. But it exists. And As that's always, probably what Josh they're going to do. Verify. Yeah. 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 
yeah, verify. But it exists. I hope that's where they go with it. I feel like it probably will be. I think they learned their lesson after last time, and they're not going to do some weird sci-fi nonsense. They're going to go back to weird religious nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Do not do not just trust the talking heads. We hold no authority. That's true. I just say things. And when it comes to Indiana Jones, I just say things that I want to be true. Like when I tell you the greatest video game of all time is going to be the Indiana Jones game, that's probably not true, but I want it to be. <laughs> Yeah, there's so no way it's going to there's no way it's going to assert Lego Indiana Jones as the greatest game of all time. <laughs> that that's your that's your favorite game of all time? I assumed it was yours. Uh my mine's <laughs> in between Kingdom Hearts and Ratchet and Clank. Uh-huh. Which uh head over to our Patreon where uh David Pizarro and I will be talking about the Ratchet and Clank series. In that episode is Freeze. You can check that out just for fun. Moving right along through our very busy week of geekdom I had no prior history to this one, but Disney released a Willow television series. Christian did have a history with it. So let's let's throw it to Christian first. What was your history with the Willow movie and your thoughts going into this? Well, friend of the show, uh, Niles, uh, introduced me to Willow in college. And it is his, if I'm remembering correctly, it is his favorite film of all time. Wow. And... I went in there with uh, our friend, John. We were gonna, planning to roast it the whole time just to mess with Niles, but we were nice. <laughs> and along the way, I saw a movie I really enjoyed. I have not yeah. watched it since then. I probably should have watched it before I started again to be the anti-Josh, <laughs> as is my yeah. job, I guess now. <laughs> but uh, with what little of my memory remains from that first viewing, I really enjoyed what I saw. It could be better, but you know what? I'm fine with what I have right now. It's not done yet. With the show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I see. It's getting a lot of hate. And that that is honestly, I wasn't going to go back and watch the original movie. But the only reason I did was because so many of the the bad reviews on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff were like, Disney's just being woke or, oh, it's nothing like the original. And I was like, well, now I have to watch the original. If the original is so much better that it makes sense why people hate this, then okay, I'll, I'll get it. And I watched the original. The original is good. I like both equally, but they are wildly different. The original movie and this new show. Completely different vibe, feel, everything. Some of the characters are the same, and that's pretty much it. Literally, the character Willow is the same. I think that might yeah. be all. There's a change in tone and the change in the dialogue. It's a little more modern. I mean, there were some anachronisms in the original Willow, if I'm remembering correctly, but not as much as this one. That's a little jarring if you're not expecting it. Um, as far as the characters go, it's nice to see some old faces again, uh, along with the new they've populated it with. And as far as it being woke, I mean... It's a modern Hollywood and Disney creation that's just going to happen. It's just our our present. Yeah. I First of all, I just hate the term woke. Like people, typically people on our side, I'll say, just throw that on things they don't like. Like, I, I don't like LGBT community, so that's woke. I don't like Black Lives Matter, so that's woke. And I don't like people who are, you know, whatever, so that's woke. And yeah, everything's woke that I don't like. Pretty much being a Democrat is woke, you know. Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's a stupid term. Um, moving past that, I I really feel as though I don't I just I don't understand why people hate stuff that's LGBTQ, whatever, so much more than they hate other sexual sins. Christians had no problem going in waves to watch Iron Man. You don't get much more sexually like off base, off Bible beat than Iron Man. Like that's like that's the epitome. 
And yet we're fine with that. And we have a problem with these two characters who might sort of like each other and they're the same gender. I'm not saying that one is worse than the other necessarily, but you certainly can't say <laughs> that liking each other sort of maybe and it not being appropriate is worse than I'm going to sleep with everyone I can. Come on, guys. Some consistency would be nice. Yeah. Um, for me, I just don't expect my movies and my TV shows to be Christian every single time, you know? So I'm watching this just for fun. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I kind of enjoy the fact that they flipped some stuff. Um, I think a lot of it was story beats we've seen done better and often other places. You know, you have the, oh, no, they were secretly, you know, we thought they were just an ordinary cook, but actually they're the chosen one. OK, we, we've seen that before. Right. But we don't typically see it a woman being that character. So that's interesting. There being a damsel in distress. We've seen that before, but that's it's not usually the dude who's the damsel in distress. So that's that's interesting. Um, you have another love interest that has to do with the princess. And, you know, the princess is going to be forced to marry one guy, but she really loves someone else. That someone else being a girl makes literally no difference to me at all. I, I think the interesting part of that relationship for me was that the guy she was like being supposed to wed from her parents in the castle edit kick or whatever He's also pretty chill about it. Like, yeah, I was going to let it happen, but I don't necessarily want it. <laughs> like, you know, he's not trying to force it on her either. It's literally just the parents and the older generation doing that. And that that's kind of an interesting twist. And this is something you, you see a lot in Bible stories, too, where you see stories that were done before in the Bible or in other places, but with one element changed. And that's where you see a new take on a story that's been done before. And I actually really appreciate when that's done. Yeah, I'll say... Going into it, just look at what is being shown to you. Enjoy what's being presented. And if there's something in there that's offensive and there's something there that's offensive to me, that's the reality we live in. Guess who was not making that film? Uh, <laughs> any Christian denomination. You didn't write Willow? Yeah, I know, right? What? I could have sworn. Because it's not going to happen unless it's coming from a certain you know, uh, group of people who are going to make something. And unfortunately, in Christian media... Uh, it suffers a lot from people who are not good at their jobs. Yep. So mm -hmm. as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to take the Hollywood take because I'm going to get something better out of my meal. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, just, just, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And it just, it doesn't have to be Christian for you to take true, good Christian principles out of it. This is also just throwing out there, you know, I hate to do the, I told you so's to people, but this is also why I've had such a problem with, go where your heart follows all that stuff that Disney's been saying forever that we were cool with when it was a prince and a princess. I've literally always had a problem with it because you can justify anything. Yeah. Right now they're, you know, the LGBTQ and some of us are okay with it. Some of us aren't okay with it, whatever it's questionable, but literally that logic can extend to anything. It will be polygamy next. It could be bestiality. I don't think it will be, but if you're going to say, Oh, whatever your heart leads to you is fine. There is no limit to that. And the heart is wicked above all else. It will simply get worse. Not saying that this is bad, but I am saying that is why this logic is dangerous. I still like the story. I think I'm having a lot of fun with it, but I'm also just realizing, yeah, that's a story beat I've never liked. I've never liked the follow your heartbeat. It's just bad. Mm -hmm. So zero to 10, what do you, what do you rate Willow? I'll give it an eight, five for right now, man. He is so much more gracious than me. <laughs> I was thinking like a six. I'm thinking, you know, I, I do like it. I'm comparing it to, you know, most other average shows. I guess I like it more than the average show. 
I will continue to watch it. I'm not enthralled. I don't love it. I'm not like, oh, this is it. If I miss a week, I'm not going to be that upset. I'll simply catch back up later. Just is what it is. Yeah. But the the atrocious ratings on Rotten Tomato where it's like 15% or something, that's just wrong. Like, that's just bad. Like, not accurate rating at all. Review bombing is actually going to do something to a show. The only thing that matters is the viewership and the money they make off of it. They don't yeah, care about reviews. All review bombing is doing is making people care less and less about reviews. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. not, like I care just so much less when Rotten Tomatoes rates something low now because I just like, well, strong chance that it's just a bunch of people who are upset about something. So now I have to actually just watch it and hope it's not bad. Way to go, guys. I'm looking for honest review so I can avoid the actually terrible shows. <laughs> yeah. So I'm giving it a six. He's giving it an eight and a half. I feel like that that's probably a pretty honest review. If you want to look at this as like a seven, that's probably a really honest way to go into it, knowing what to expect. And I haven't yeah. seen it. If you were curious as to why I haven't said anything about it. I haven't yeah. seen either. Yeah, that's sort of the deal with these what's new. Sometimes we're just going to cover stuff that not everyone has seen or been a part of. Sometimes it's going to be one of us talking. Later, I think I might be the only one talking about Wednesday. I'm not sure. That might be the case. What I know I'm not going to get to say anything about, which really dismays me because I love the Pokemon series. But recently, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has released. Both of my fellow co-hosts have seen it or seen it, played it. I've yet to acquire the funds to play it. So, uh, guys, what can you tell us? What's the general premise of this one? Like, is there a different story beat than usual, or is it just another Pokemon game? So, I, I would say it is a little different than usual. Uh, there's a different framing. You don't just have your gym challenge and the Elite Four become the champion. That is in the game. It's there. You can do it. You can also just not do it. Uh, you won't beat the game that way, but you could just not do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the first time where we've had except for Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is not a mainline Pokemon game, so it doesn't really count for this. But there are three stories for you to play in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and me personally, I love these games. They're the best Pokemon games, in my opinion, since Black and White, or Black 2 and White Whoa. 2. Uh, they're really good. They're really fun. All of the negative reviews are about performance or graphics that I've seen, which is stupid, in my opinion. Uh, you get a... There's a storyline where you're searching down Titan Pokemon to find the Herba Mystica to you, hmm. your friends, one of your rivals, dog. And, you know, I say dog. It is a dog Pokemon. Mabostiff. Good Pokemon. I love him. And then you have your Team Starfall storyline where you are going to the Team Star camps hmm. to take him down. In addition to the gym challenge. Real quick, TJ, how does it compare to Arceus? You mentioned that. So Arceus and Scarlet Violet are the two open world, uh, you know, Pokemon games. If you don't count Colosseum, I think Colosseum should count, uh, but it is a little different. And Colosseum is a, a little older, but Legends Arceus was more dynamic. Uh, people like the style. A lot of people like the style more. It's open world felt a little more open worldy. Uh, but if we're talking about what should be in a mainline Pokemon game, I think Scarlet and Violet do it better. All right. Yeah, I would definitely agree with TJ's assessment of this being one of the top games they've ever made. I mean, performance issues aside, which there's a huge issue. <laughs> Let's not try and downplay that. Uh, this is a multi-billion dollar company. They can afford to wait a year to make sure everything's correct. But at the end of the day, uh, this may be my third favorite they've ever made. Oh, following what? Uh, 
following black and white would be my first. And then I, I know it's nostalgia, but it's gen one. It's my two. Mm, yeah. I, so far for me, if I had to do a top three and I haven't played Scarlet Violet, gen one or yellow, specifically yellow. I really liked yellow. Um, uh, then Arceus was probably be my number two. I thought it was phenomenal. And I've only played Diamond like a year or two ago, and I was like, that was great. So, yeah. yeah. yeah that wasn't even really Diamond. It was, it was brilliant Diamond. Oh, I thought I played the... Okay. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. TJ, what would your top three Pokemon games be? Uh, Black and White, and then Black and White 2, and then Scarlet Violet. Nice. Nice. Yep. All right. So, I uh, love me a good sound story Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah, Diamond did... I thought Diamond and Pearl did really good at that, actually. Um... So is there any is there anything in the story that you thought was potential, like particularly thought provoking? There we go. Words. One of the main things in the story is you're sent out, you're in this academy to, you know, learn how to be a better trainer and a person. And you are sent out like uh, almost immediately after you get there to find what your treasure is. And that's one of the huge uh, themes of this story. It's like, what is your treasure? That's why there are three branching storylines they have hmm. uh you know you have like tj said your typical gym challenge and then you have going after this uh, group of miscreants called team star who are trying to find their own path in the world that you find out they're a bunch of bullies oh, excuse me they have been bullied in the past <laughs> sorry uh 40 and slip there <laughs> and they've all kind of gathered together to find purpose together uh and then the third one is helping out our friend arvin uh helping his uh my most diff gosh i can never get that name right and what and then finding out what is your treasure out of all those which path are you going to seek as your character is it actually really possible not to pick the dog is that a, like is that a thing hmm? what do you mean why would like why would you pick anything other than to help find dog i mean you, you don't can. find that until halfway through the storyline no, why, why yeah. would you do that <laughs> i mean you can you can just not do those if you want but you won't beat the game you do no, have to do, do all three other than help find dog Oh, you, to be all, to do. you do have to do all three eventually yeah oh, okay. i mean if you want to get the end game stuff That's yes fine. but as far as like a plot you can go through one and you're fine hmm. mm -hmm. nice nice two more one is just going to be the rating but first was there any new pokemon that's like your favorite new pokemon out of this bunch uh i love skeledurge and arctabax and tinkaton that's not one shut up <laughs> could you describe them really quickly <laughs> Uh, yes, Arctabax is the pseudo-legendary Dragon Ice type of this generation, and it is Godzilla. Sick. Nice. <laughs> and it's a better Godzilla than Tyranitar. Let's say, uh, I say TJ's assessment means, is, sure. is pretty on par. Uh, those are all three really good, uh, since he stole those three. Uh, <laughs> I'll say Clodsire, which is the Paldian form of Quagsire, has really grown on me as time has gone on. What about the starters? Skeledurge. Uh, most definitely. All, all three are him. pretty solid. But Skeledurge, my ghost dragon, uh, excuse me, not ghost dragon, ghost fire, uh, crocodile, derpy boy. Love him. Mm -hmm. Ghost yep. fire? Yep. Yep. Skeledurge, ghost fire type. And That's he is, a, awesome. he's the first fire starter whose final form is not bipedal. And we're all the better for it. We're hmm. all the better for it. Also, he's I crocodile, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he would have been a gator, I would have been less enthralled as a Florida State fan, but. Crocodile. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, all right. So zero to ten. What are, what are y'all going with? Nine. 
and a half. I'd say a nine as well. Oh. <laughs> TJ's like, he just doesn't want to give a 10. He's like 9.9999. 9, 9, 9. <laughs> 9.9 repeating. Yeah. Uh, if he had played, if it had been like two years out, he might be willing to give it a 10. But I feel like something this new, you're just not willing to. Is that? Yeah. 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 Well, to be fair, I'm only in area zero. Like I'm in, like I'm in the end game area. And then there's a couple more little things to do after you get through area zero. And I think the only problem I have with the game is uh, training your Pokemon. And I don't mean leveling them up. Although I have found that to be a little extra grindy this time around. But maybe that's like just that, me. Uh, I mean, hyper training, EV maxing, IV maxing, breeding, especially breeding. I'm talking like competitive training your Pokemon. <laughs> that is what's harder for me in this game. Yeah, I just I don't go all that that in depth in my Pokemon play. I just want to catch them all as a yeah. as the saying goes. It, it does make me feel very bad uh, playing with a max IV, max EV actual build. <laughs> in the story against just regular teams of Pokemon. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Because I, I don't think I was above the level cap. If you're familiar with Pokemon Nuzlocke's, I wasn't close to the level cap for almost any of the fights that I did. <laughs> I had I just got obsessive about training my Pokemon competitively. And if they didn't want to get curb stomped, they would get good. They would just be better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's move right into the last thing I want to talk about. Have either of you seen Netflix's Wednesday? No. Yeah, no. Hmm. Have either of you seen The Adams Family? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the show Wednesday is about Wednesday from The Adams Family. <gasps> um, yeah, pretty early on. I mean, extremely early on, probably like first five minutes. Uh, she gets ticked off about some, what some people do to her brother and uh, naturally does what any sane person does and releases piranhas in the pool they're swimming in. Because, yeah, that, that's what normal sane people do. And, uh, since she almost got accused of murder, et cetera, et cetera, she ends up having to go. Uh, she ends up being sent to the school her parents went to, which is a special school for people like vampires, werewolves, um, sirens. Etc. Um, her roommate is a werewolf who's never changed. It was pretty interesting. She does not want to go there. She's like, oh, I'm going to escape. God, I don't want to be like my mom. My mom was too cool here. There's literally just like pictures. Of, you know, her mom was just like the fencing champion at this weirdo school. Um, I forget what the, exactly what the town calls them, but the town has a name for them. That's not weirdos, but I'm just going to use the word weirdos for today because my brain is blinking. Anyway, some stuff's going on. There's some aminicity between the town and that. Uh, Wednesday sort of has a thing going on with the sheriff's child and you can't tell if she actually likes him or if she's just using him to escape because she literally cares for no one because you know that's like her whole her whole gig um, the thing she was disappointed about what will look like on her record that she was charged with attempt of suicide is that now everyone will know she didn't succeed <laughs> which was just a really fun line for me yeah uh, very dark quirky I didn't know when I started watching this that this is a um, Tim Burton show. And uh, very early on, you could tell it's Tim Burton. And I mean that in the good way. I mean, like you're going through this going like, oh, man, this is Tim Burton back on his A game. <laughs> uh, absolute just phenomenal series. And it really the reason I want to talk about it is it really explores how she evolves to use Pokemon language. Uh, you kind <laughs> of see 
she changes a little bit. She's okay with these other people being around her and this kind of stuff, but she's still this dark, a little off twisted character. She doesn't become someone completely new, but she does learn to cooperate with other people to do things certain ways. Even the end piece that I'm not going to spoil for everyone ends up being her. You see, she relies on all these other people as part of her plan because she's also just incredibly smart. And it's just one of those things that you don't expect from her, even at that point, because she is this loner. She is this dark character brooding, you know, all the stuff. Um, <laughs> at one point early on, someone sees her roommates like, oh, you got to be careful. I hear the new roommate you're about to get fillets people and eats their flesh. And Wednesday, of course, is right there. Pops is like, I don't eat them. I fry they, their flesh and feed them to my pets. <laughs> like, just it's just good stuff. And she does that part of her character never changes, but she still is able to be better and still true to herself. And that is something that was really interesting to see the who is doing some of the murders in town and stuff going on ends up being this kind of undergoing mystery. And there were so many. Uh, this is what was fun for me was it wasn't that it was hard to tell who it was. It was that too many people were obviously it, if that makes sense. You're like, oh, it's obviously them. And then you're like, oh, but it also seems like it's obviously them. And it's like everyone here seems like they could be it. <laughs> so. So how would you qualify the show like genre wise? Uh, genre wise? I don't know. It's, it's, it's rough. It's like horror comedy mystery. And I mean like horror in like the classic sense, not in the odd scary sense, if that makes sense. Universal monster. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you have the monster, you have some of the like eerie stuff, but it's not like jump scares or anything like that. Okay. But it is like darker themed, lots of humorous moments, kind of a mystery. Maybe maybe a coming of age story. Maybe I'll just circumvent all the other things and say those are just elements. And overall, it's more of a coming of age kind of deal. All yeah. right. So where, how would you rate it? I am so tempted to give it a 10 that I don't want to say my rating because I, I like part of me is like, I don't want to give it a 10 because it's, you know, it's fresh and so I'm just excited. But I also am like, I feel like if I say 9.9 .9 or 9.5, I'm going to look back one day and be disappointed that I didn't say 10. So I'm just going to refuse to rate it. Yeah. All right. So 10. Uh, <laughs> I'm also going to give it a 10 because Jenna Ortega is gorgeous. Also, I had I no idea she was Hispanic until TJ and I were talking about it after. <laughs> I was like, what? Because, <laughs> you know, she's just pale skin, creepy girl in this to me. I'm like, what? So you guys uh, should check it out. Definitely worth it. Fun show. And it's really fun to just kind of explore that element of how can you stay true to yourself and who God made you to be, but also better yourself. I think it does a really good job of of telling that coming of age story. Man, I'm glad that you asked me the genre question because it really helped me pinpoint what it is that excites me about this show. I live to serve. Yeah, it's really, really cool stuff. So is there anything else you guys been geeking out on recently you want to throw out there before we get to our wrap up? The FIFA World Cup is happening right now in Qatar. Uh, they have managed to make one of the greatest World Cups in recent memory uh, out of nowhere. It is entirely possible that in the semifinals and finals, we see uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, and uh, Neymar Jr. play each other. And that would be amazing. It is all of their last cup. Mm. So it is an amazing storyline for any soccer fan. And as of today, that is still possible that we'll see uh, Argentina and Brazil 
in the semifinals, and then the winner of that play Portugal in the finals. Hmm. That would be amazing. This release is Thursday. Well, is it possible anything changes by then, or is it going to still be the same? Uh, it is possible. Hmm. Interesting. So, so, so they might know better than us. They might know better than me. Yeah. Um. All right, Christian, what about you? Anything else you've been geeking out on recently that Bayer's mentioning? Well, Netflix finally released the last batch of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, so I'm currently going through those episodes hmm. right now. I've already read through the entire manga up to uh, this current Part 9 is about to release in a couple of months. Jojo so, Land. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, I think, actually, uh, when I was ranking my top 100 anime, I put Part 6 down because I split Jojo into parts since they're all different as my number 88. <laughs> and this is continuing to live up to the hype, in my opinion. That's just such a long list. Also, why, did, why, did, why didn't we include that as a, as part of our four today? It seems like that's that's sort of a big deal. You know, I didn't think about that kind of until deal. just now. Hmm. So, TJ, what do you think about uh, JoJo? <laughs> uh, JoJo's part six, part one was great. And made my roommates need to get together and watch the rest of the season. Hmm. What would you guys rate it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how we would all rate it. Or you mean Christian and myself? Yes. <laughs> Hmm. That <laughs> makes more sense. As, hmm. as a whole, I'd probably give part six like an eight five, maybe a nine if I'm feeling especially uh, charitable. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I was thinking eight. Okay. Yeah, I clearly haven't seen it. I really the only anime I really watch is One Piece. There are a few other exceptions out there, but it's basically just One Piece. I don't have a hundred that I even see, much less a top hundred. <laughs> um, I could do a top one hundred, but it would take a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it took well, me uh, weeks to be, get that list down. Yeah, y'all be looking out for our five-hour-long episode of TJ and Christian going through their top hundred uh, anime. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm off. Saturday. Uh, is there what? What is? What's the show about? Is there any like big themes or anything? <laughs> I think identity is a huge theme in part six. Yeah. What do you mean? Self-identity. Yeah. Could could you? Like, I literally no, I don't I, have any idea what the show is about. Like, so I, I can't when you're pushed up. to the brink, uh, uh, basically. Our protag is the daughter of the main protag of part three, and she is forced into prison uh, for a crime that she didn't really commit, and hmm. she kind of got screwed over by her boyfriend, and it's her trying to figure out, okay, I'm in a situation I have no context for. She, through her dad, who's been kind of distant, has gained powers, and hmm. now how is she going to find her way out of here? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And, you know, you get the classic JoJo story. They build their crew they fight the big bad someone dies you get all the jojo story beats you know and love and a bunch of cool stands in this one really cool stands in this one in my opinion oh yes that's fun that's actually pairs really well with with the wednesday thing i was talking about of like coming of age understanding your own identity as you evolve so i like man let's see this fits so well if only we had planned to do what we're currently doing that would have been great (laughs) i think uh, for myself, and I'm, I'm hoping to to drag Will into loving this because I know he would have a lot of opinions. I've been really wa- geeking out on Tulsa King. So it is a Paramount Plus series. Sylvester Stallone stars uh, Mafia Boss, been in prison 25 years in New York, is let out. His old Mafia basically doesn't want him in New York for different reasons. Sends him to Tulsa, Oklahoma to start his own kind of branch of their gang down in Tulsa. And there's just so many weird, quirky stuff. Like it's a really gritty show. And it even starts off with him being like, if I, if you would have told me I would have spent 25 years, if you would ask me if all of this is worth it, I would tell you no. 
So it does a lot of these questions of finitude, of what is worth your time in life. And it's fun to see even the people he recruits in Tulsa. He's like, yeah, no, I don't want you to be a boss. I don't want you to be part of this. And he just has this understanding that he has wasted part of his life, but he still is do something in this. And he's still part of it in some way. Watching him explore that and also watching someone who's been in prison for 25 years. And I was like, what the crap's a cell phone? What do you mean people don't know their pronouns anymore? <laughs> like, and, uh, it, it, It's funny because it is a progressive show even because he's like, well, I don't care what pronoun you call him. But man, it's just so confusing. They keep changing the goalpost. And uh, yeah, he's just it's just funny. You know, he's not used to being in the West. He's not used to being in the 21st century. It's just it's fun. It's just it's gritty. It's dark, but it's also fun. So I highly recommend it to everyone, especially if you're a Sylvester Stallone fan. He is just destroying it with his acting chops on this. Great stuff. I want to say that's it. Also, if you want to catch back up on the Santa Clauses, it's still pretty good. The newest episode has me a little anxious for what's happening next. So I'm chose to hold off this episode of What's New so I can uh, talk about it later once the current predicament has been resolved. And I am anxious for that next episode. I am on episode four. Episode five is coming up. I am very anxious. Ho, ho, ho. Um, <laughs> we are now going to just go ahead and jump to our wrap up if you guys are OK with it. And uh, yeah, so that's it for the new stuff. But as we wrap this thing up, we're doing our recommendations a little bit differently for this part of the show. I want to ask you guys of everything we just talked about. If you had to recommend one for people who haven't seen it to check it out, what would you recommend them? I'd go with Wednesday because it sounds like something I'd really like. <laughs> I like Christians like of all of these things, the thing I haven't seen, I'm recommending them. <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, DJ. I have to agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. We're all going to recommend you go check out Wednesday. I'm the only one who's seen it though. So <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> Although apparently it has gotten more streams than uh, season four of stranger things. And that's a pretty big wow. feat. I think that speaks pretty highly of it. Or it could just, you know, be a coincidence. Who knows? Cool show, cool show, though. Check it out. And also, check out our other episodes by going to systematicgeekology.org. Hit the host tab. You can see my name and TJ's name. Soon you will see Christian's name once I have his bio and other stuff. It might be up by this time. Who knows? I don't know. I just work here. <laughs> you can see all the episodes that we're a part of on there. You can also, at the bottom of the page... There is a form you can fill out to let us know what you've been geeking out on, what you think we should be geeking out on. Just kind of start a conversation. We love talking to you guys. And do us a favor and remember that we're all a chosen people, including you, listener, chosen person, a geekdom of priest. This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.